podcast of Odessa First Assembly. We are so glad that you joined us. Today is a special message brought to us by my wife, Angela Starnes. She brings out principles in Nehemiah that will change your life. Also, if you'd like more information about us, go to odessafirst.com or find us on all the different social media platforms. We also broadcast live every Sunday through Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and our website. Just search Odessa First Assembly or go to odessafirst.com and just click the Watch Live button. Let's now ready our hearts to receive this special message. We have all been impacted by women. In fact, not, a, in, not one of us would be here if it hadn't been for a woman, right? <laughs> well, you know, anyway, I'm not going to get any more. Um, but we have all been impacted. We've hopefully all had women in our lives who have been an example to us, who have spoken truth to us. Some have not been good to us, but um, I want to focus today on, on being that person. You know, I've, I've told, since I was 14 years old, I've always talked about Kathy Settle. Kathy Settle was one of those that was in my life that would speak truth to me, love me. Um, I have my mom too. She was always that person. I have aunts and um, lots of people in my life, but um, I'm so thankful. La- ladies, you are valuable to the Lord and you're valuable here. I started thinking about how many ladies in this fellowship and in OFA that are impacting people in our church. I was like, wow, that's a lot of people. It's there's a lot. And so um to so last week, I don't know if Todd shared this, that I got to speak at a Spanish Assembly of God church. And um the Lord is doing a great work that is, I believe. Odessa is going to be really shaken. I'm like, I just believe that the kingdom is being built. And um, Hannah, would you wave? (laughs) Hannah and I met actually at the Turkish Coffee. And we connected. And um, anyway, uh, we've been sharing uh, this pastor's wife from the Spanish Assembly of God Church. We've been communicating, and she asked me to come share. And so I spoke at their church last week, and it was all in Spanish. And it was a stretch because I had not done that in a very long time. And I was like, I hope they understood what I was saying. Uh, but they were very gracious and very loving. And so, um, so when I was like, you know, I could share that at our church. And actually, it has been like all-consuming. It's been like I've been so excited of just what God's doing and um, we're going to read from Nehemiah today. So if you want to open your Bibles to Nehemiah, I'm really just going to give a lot of an overview because this is a really long book and it could be (laughs) a long story, but I really want to kind of share a little bit about um, the life of Nehemiah and how it relates to us today. So Um, The Israelites had been in captivity, and um, they they had been exiled. Jerusalem was in shambles, and then little by little, they were able to go back. Um, I'm like, this is major overview, because actually Ezra, there's a lot to that story with Ezra, too. And so um, Ezra had rebuilt the altar. Um, the, The temple was being rebuilt. But there was still so much work to be done, and um, Nehemiah was um, in exile, but he was um, basically given a high position. He was the cupbearer to the king. He was trusted. He was a man of integrity, and so he was doing pretty good in, in the king's 
in the king's work. And um, some of his friends, some Jewish friends, um, had gone to visit Jerusalem, and they came back. And he said, so how was it? And they were like, well, actually, not so good. People are really discouraged. um, The walls are in, in, I mean, they're broken. It's really pretty bad. Well, Nehemiah, um, in chapter 1, he was heartbroken. In fact, in um, chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, um, they say that the, the walls and the gates have been burned. And so verse 4, he says, When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before God of heaven. So he, he is um, so broken for his people, broken for the work. Now, I want to remind you that, you know, Nehemiah wasn't the priest. He wasn't the, the one that, um, that was... Well, that was Ezra's job, right? And, um, but God birthed something in his heart, and he knew that he had to do something about it. So um, let's, um, I'm going to skip over to, um, I want to read chapter 2, verse 17 and 18. Um, he he goes to Jerusalem, inspects the walls, sees the issues, and so then he goes and tells a few of the trusted people, and he says, You see the trouble we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruins, and its gates have been burned with fire. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem, and we will no longer be in disgrace. I also told them about the gracious hand of my God upon me and what the king had done. So they replied, this is the next verse, Let us start rebuilding. And so they began this good work. So so basically, Nehemiah gets permission from the king. He takes a leave of absence. He goes, and they start. He shares the vision. They join in, say, let's do this. We're going to do this together. And um, they start rebuilding. And I would love to say that, man, it was happily ever after. That's the point when happily ever after starts, right? But no, he was hit with um, lots of opposition. Um, in fact, I, I guess I'm a visual person. Todd said that he's that way too. But if you've ever watched 101 Dalmatians, um, the, the little guy, the bad, two bad guys, there's the little bitty guy, and then there's the really tall skinny guy. <laughs> and they're like, they just look bad. And so when I see in this story, there's Sanballat and Tobiah. And they just... That's just who I thought of. Or maybe the two guys on, um, on uh, Home Alone, you know, just the, the bad guys. And you hear the music change, and you know, oh, no, something bad's fixing to happen. So every time something good happened in this story of Nehemiah, so it would say, and then Sanballat and Tobiah heard what was happening, and so they kicked up their attack a little bit more. They went after him with false accusations, lies, and discouragement, all kinds of things. That he, it was just this assault after assault, attack after attack. And so, but he kept pressing on. He just kept on. And, um, and I'm going to come back through it with our notes in just a second. But I kind of wanted to give you a little bit of a synopsis and an overview of what was happening. And so... Finally, they get to the point the wall has been rebuilt, and now they are, they, 
they're fortified, the city is strengthened, um, they are safer from enemy attacks because the wall has been rebuilt. They celebrate, and they all live happily ever after. Nope, not quite. <laughs> it was like, okay, here we go again. Okay, here we go again. Okay, here we go again. And I believe that this speaks to where we are right now. Um, Todd was sharing that at the business meeting, he said, I'm kind of ready to move on. Like, we're ready to rebuild. We know that it's been a difficult season, and we aren't ever going to be over that. We're not going to be, we are still working through that. A lot of it was our um, grieving together that, that we've done. But what we can learn from here is that there's still a work to be done, and it's time to rebuild. So what are we going to do? So... Um, I want to to kind of share of what I what I can see that that this speaks to us today. So um, in Nehemiah chapter one, you know he sees a need, he sees the brokenness, and I was thinking for us, like what do we see? What needs do we see before us? What is broken in in our world? Um, how many of you have seen some brokenness in our world? I don't know if you've seen Odessa. Like, you know, um, there is a lot. If you talk to Mike Adkins about the schools, he might tell you some of the prayer needs, but you don't have to know. You can talk to your kids. You know about the brokenness in our schools. You know about the anxiety and depression that have gone through the roof over the last two years. Um, you know about... Um, just the situation that, that we've been in. So what breaks our hearts? What is breaking my heart today? Um, is this situation breaking our hearts? If not, um, I can point us to John 4.35 when Jesus said, lift up your eyes. That means really you just have to open your eyes. <laughs> Go walk through the mall. <laughs> Go walk through Walmart. Talk to people. Um, Open your eyes and you'll see that there is a great, great need. There is a lot of brokenness. That the, the harvest is ripe and ready. After Nehemiah um, had that heartbreaking encounter and knew what was happening, um, he prayed and wept. He fasted over the news of the walls of Jerusalem. He... Um, he cried out to God and cried out to God um, throughout this whole, this whole encounter. And then he shared the burden with others. And this is where I'm going to really kind of bring this more to home because I believe this is happening right now in our church and in our city, that the burden is not just happening with one person. It's not just Ezra's job. It's not just Nehemiah's job. It's actually all of us. And so this burden was shared with a trusted believer. Be careful who you share your, your dreams and burdens for, <laughs> too. Um, and they hear the other's burdens. He encouraged them. And then they said, let's do this. Let's rebuild this wall. Um, they said, okay, I'm going to leave my comfort zone. I'm not going to make excuses why I can't help. I'm going to see that the need is greater than my inconvenience. 
And I'm going to tell you today that it is fun to work together. Isn't it? <laughs> Isn't it fun to work together? Yes, it is fun to work together. My mom used to say that. And one time Kaylee was washing something in the kitchen. And she said, it's fun to work together. She said, you know, we can work by ourselves and it's just not as much fun. But when we work together, it can be fun. And then a little pause. Grandmama always says that. <laughs> and it was like, yes, Grandmama does always say that. And it's because it is a whole lot more fun to work together than to work by yourself. <laughs> Isn't that true? So, um, so we are sharing the burden with each other. We're working together. And we're going to be prepared for enemy attacks again and again and again. The enemy attacks with lies, distractions, threats, intimidation, fear. And he hasn't really stopped that, in case you didn't notice that. I mean, you think, oh, man, well, I gave my heart to the Lord. And, you know, why, why am I still being attacked? Um, I gave my, I like got right with my marriage and things were going good. And then bam, here we go again. What's happening here? So when you're attacked, not if you're attacked, but when you're attacked, what are we going to do? We're going to pray. We're going to pray. And then don't fall for his lies. Don't fall for it. Okay. He is lying. He, he lies. And remember your why. I love, I want to, I want to. Um, read this. There was a point in this story that they got very discouraged. It was in chapter 4 and um, verse 14. They had said, well, actually, verse 10, they said, um, We can't rebuild this wall. There's too much rubble, and the laborers are giving out, they are getting tired. And then they started talking about the enemy. The enemy has already said they are fixing to come, put an end to our work. So they were losing hope. And so Nehemiah, after he looked things over, verse 14, he, he said, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. Man, that was the why. That was the reason. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Why are we here Sunday and then Monday and then sometimes Tuesday and then Wednesday and then Thursday? Why are we doing this? Remember, you are fighting for your sisters and your brothers and your children and your grandchildren that you may not even know yet. You are fighting for them. You are fighting for brothers and sisters who haven't become brothers and sisters yet. Amen. So remember the why. Don't focus on the setbacks. You got to do what you got to do. I don't know why I thought that I thought of Manon. You got to do what you got to do. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. Get back up. Come on, we, we, there's a reason, there's a cause. Uh, I loved this part of the story too. Rally the troops. Man, there is a whole chapter of, how, of all the people that helped. There were a lot of people. It even, I mean, one, it was like all their daughters, their whole family came and helped. So this isn't even just a, an adult thing. This is definitely not just the priest thing. There were a lot of people involved. A lot of people had to help. 
So rally the troops and be ready to fight together. Fight together. Remember the Lord and remember that God will fight for us. Nehemiah 4, 4 verse 19 through 21. I love that part too. He said, um, this is in 19. The work is extensive and spread out. And we are widely separated from each other along the wall. Whenever you hear the sound of the trumpet, join us there. In other words, when the enemy attacks, we're going to holler out and say, all right, everybody. Like we're going to yell out. We're going to say, rally the troops. Come together right here. And remember, our God will fight for us. I love that. I mean, in this story, and you, you've just got to go back and read all this because there's so much in it. But I love when they were being attacked and it had increased and increased and increased to the point that there was a setback and they said all right we're going to have to have some of y'all just be watchmen you're just going to have to be standing there ready to fight and then some of you are going to have a sword in one hand and your tool in the other hand now I can't imagine having to build with a sword in one hand and a tool in the other hand but I think that's where we are today we're ready to fight the enemy, but we're also going to keep on rebuilding, and we're not going to stop, are we? We're going to keep on going. But remember, now they, they were ready to fight, but I don't think they really had to because the Lord fought for them. The Lord fought for them. And then they celebrated their victories. We celebrate our victories. I'm, we're going to do that in just a second. They celebrated I want to celebrate some victories right now because God is doing a great thing here. God is doing some great things in some of our women. Um, If you have been to any of the Bible studies or even to lunch or maybe you go to the grief share group or um, you know that something is happening here, that we're doing things together, right? That... um, so this, um, this week, we, had a, we got together for, for, um, for a lunch. Just, it was kind of a spontaneous thing. And, and so um, we, uh, we went for tacos. <laughs> we went for tacos, but we got a whole lot more, didn't we? <laughs> we came away filled. And I was just thinking... It just kind of got me thinking because there was so much ministry that happened. I mean, I, I don't think I said a whole lot because everybody was just sharing their testimonies like to each other and, and encouraging each other. And it was amazing. And I thought, you know what? Something is, I mean, Tanil left saying, I think, we're, I think revival's coming. Like, I think this is the beginning of revival. And um, so, you know, when... It's not just what happens on Sunday mornings. I mean, it's a, it's, Sunday mornings are great, and we are celebrating on Sunday mornings. But what you are doing through the week of encouraging each other, I cannot tell you how many I have heard say, I got a text from Tanya, or, you know, somebody tagged me in something, or, and it kind of, it brought me encouragement. That's happening all the time right now with our ladies in, in this church. And guys, you too, I'm not leaving you out, but this was Women's Month or Women's Week, and so I'm like, okay, you just, y'all just have to bear with us today. So um, when, when the burden is shared, 
it's the joy is so much greater. And um, I was just thinking how many broken situations that our ladies are seeing and they're raising up just like Nehemiah did. I think of Charmin at the beginning of this pandemic and Todd said, we need connect groups. We can't all meet together all the time like in we need connect groups. And Charmin said, I'll, I'll help. And so she spearheaded this. And it has impacted a lot of people, right? Um, maybe you've heard the vision of ESL. And all through these eight years, you'd hear Todd over and over again say, um, we want to have ESL classes. We want to be able to reach people through ESL. And it t- took a long time. And then April, come up here. So I was like, after like three different people in a very short time said, please teach me English. Please teach me English. I was like, okay. I didn't think I was ready for it. I, didn't, I was like, somebody else is better at this than me. But did you know that somebody else never was born? <laughs> there is no somebody else, you know. So April says, I'll help you. And she shows up every Thursday and helps us. Lenise Freeman, you may know Lenise Freeman. She goes to another church. She lives in, or she goes to Midland, but she comes here for ESL. And so we're doing this together, and wow, we're having a blast. And as we are rebuilding, we are building something. Are we being rebuilt? Yes, we are. Y'all, yes, I am. this lady is a changed lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's because she has, she's helping rebuild, and she's being rebuilt, too, at the same time. Um, you know, we would be heartbroken. When I first met Dania and Marty over at, at some apartments across, and they, they didn't speak English, and I was like, oh, I want to invite you to church. I'm sorry. We don't have anything in Spanish. And I walked away, and I said, Lord, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Hey, Liz, can you pop out your head real fast? Can you come out real fast? And Liz says, I'll help. She says, I'll help. Y'all wave to Liz. <laughs> She's back there. You should see her. She comes early. She prays. She, it is a, a load that she is helping carry. She's helping rebuild rebuild a, a, broken, a broken place in our walls that needed to be rebuilt. Um, you can't go. Sorry. You ha- no, you can't go. You have to stay up here. <laughs> you have to stay up here with me. Kids ministry is a big deal here at our church because we see that from the time a, a child is born, they need to hear about Jesus. And so, so this is a, a heart's cry of ours. But you know, nobody can do it alone. Tanya, I mean, there have been some discouraging times sometimes. She's, she gets weary. Come here, Brittany. And Brittany says, come on, I'll help. I'll help. And I'm telling you, if, okay, if you have helped in the, late, in the kids' ministry at any point, would you just stand real quickly? If you help, have you helped with? Okay. All right. Let's give it up for them. Man, they're awesome. Okay. The, the load can be heavy sometimes, but she's like, come on, I'll help. And did you know? Um, God's doing so much in Brittany, too. 
You should hear her testimony. We around lunch, both of y'all gave your gave a lot of your testimony and just poured in of what God is doing in you. They're helping to rebuild, and as they're rebuilding, you're being rebuilt. Yes, um, I thought of uh, some broken people that are in the jails, and it has been our hearts cry for for jail ministry. But you know, we can't do it all by ourselves, right? We can't do everything. And then here's Jeff and Jackie Thomason with that passion to go into the jails and reach people that are broken, and they're helping rebuild their lives and speaking truth. That's, that's a, a, a place that if they don't go, they can't come to us, right? I was thinking of, oh, Alyssa with college. Oh, my goodness. Alyssa, sometimes we just, oh my goodness, what, what God has done in Alyssa over these last few years is amazing, but she saw in her college people who needed Jesus, and she was like, I'm going to go, and even when she was going alone, we're like, oh, you're going alone, oh dear, oh dear, but you know what? She's rebuilding those walls. She's bridging a gap. She's building a, um, lives that would not have access to the gospel if you weren't going. There is, I was thinking of outreaches. Um, one of our church's passions, Rock the Pumpkin, Christmas Experience. Um, Lisa, I don't know if Lisa's here. I know it's spring break, so a lot of people are gone right now. But Lisa says, hey, give me that grocery list. Give me that supplies list. I'll go. I'll help. And then she shows up, and she's working. And, and I mean, there's just so, that was Lisa um, Salar, Salas, Salas. And um, then our kitchen crew, oh, my goodness. I, how many times, Lisa Cannon, have you said, I got you. I got you. All I had to do is say, okay, we need this. She's like, I got you. Oh, you know how encouraging that is? Because one person can't do it all, right? No, one person can't do it all. Um, I, uh, there's a lot. There, so, so many uh, one of the, the broken walls that I've seen in our city, and I guess probably our nation, but this is, this is where we live, this is our, our city, um, is the, the racial and cultural divide. Do you know how many international people don't have any American friends? Oh, we're Texas. We're the friendliest state in the country. Um, well, I saw that as a broken wall. And I was like, what are we going to do? I asked God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And then we start doing International Connects. But you know what? It couldn't just be our vision. What ended up happening is you showed up. You showed up with your food. Oh, my goodness. You showed up with food and your hospitality and your friendliness that has begun friendships that are growing so much. I want to scare you right now. Okay, no, I'm not really. Okay, so every International Connect, I kind of freak out a little bit because I'm like, is anybody going to come? I just don't even know if anybody's going to come, you know, just you hope but, and you pray, um, but you know that, that anyway. So um, about a week ago, I meet a group of ladies who were from India, and so I was so excited to start talking to them. Um, actually, I wasn't going to talk. I was like, I'm not just going to go across the restaurant, but then they needed somebody to take their picture. I was like, oh, 
<laughs> I'll take a picture. <laughs> and so I go to take a picture of them, and then we start talking. I'm telling about International Connect, which we hadn't scheduled yet, and I was like, I think we scheduled it that day. <laughs> I was like, oh, we have this International Connect, and, and they're like, oh, we've been invited to that. Do you know the sociology professor at UTPB? And I was like, well, I've gone and invited her, but she's like, oh, yeah, they invited us. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And they're like, actually, we're both on the board for the Hindus Association of West Texas, and we'll invite our whole group. Y'all! <laughs> Isn't that so exciting? We get to have friendships with people that, oh, it's just, it's just so exciting. It's just so exciting. And so um, I had to share that part, too. <laughs> um, Tanil's not here. It's spring break again, but... Um, she is. She was pouring out her heart to me one day of just wanting to see growth in, in the ladies and growing, you know, in their faith. And um, she has she has just stepped up over these last years. Um, I was thinking of Elena. Is there anything you won't do, Elena? I don't think she would. She'll do an exercise class. Exercise class. She'll go walking. She'll do whatever to connect with ladies. <laughs> um, Sister Marta, um, there's just the heart and passion for the kids that she has is so beautiful. Vicki Bullard, um, from the grief class to we, we had a we had some grief that we we had a, a missing place there when um, Dean passed away, and so we had a, a, a hole to fill in. Vicki stepped up and said, I'll do it. Isn't she doing an awesome job? But she can't do it by herself. She needs a lot of help still. Um, I was thinking of Sister Vonnell and Sister McCandless, of the encouragement they, they give. Sister McCandless has told me over and over again, I pray for y'all every day. I pray for y'all every day. That's helping rebuild. That's rebuilding those walls. That's, um, that's joining the forces. That's... We're going to link up together, and we're going to rebuild this wall. We're going to keep, keep going. So, okay, y'all can sit in. Y'all are awesome. Um, I, what I wanted to do is have all of us ladies up here by the end linking arms, but I thought, well, I won't do that to everybody because some may not like me after that. Natalie, just this week, you may not have met Natalie and um, she messaged me and said, hey, we saw about Easter. Can we help with the food? I was like, yes, she's joining. Y'all are joining the, let's do this together. Let's get in this and do this together. We are, um, there's been a lot of rebuilding. And, you know, what we have learned, and Vicki told us this, Vicki Brown told us this in the beginning. She said, you're going to find that in Odessa, people come you love on them, and then a lot of times they move away. And it is discouraging. So we feel like we're, oh, yes, we're ready, and then we re we're rebuilding. We're rebuilding. We're rebuilding. And, you know, I have, um, so we're kind of like on repeat. This is like, you know, we're going to keep on re repeating this stuff. Um, I don't know if you, any of you like chick flicks or you like kind of those princess stories but um, I hate to tell you this, girls, but we have been lied to. You know, we have. Because the happily ever after does not start when 
you can just kind of fill in the blank. Um, it doesn't start when you go off to college. It doesn't start when you get married or when you have your first baby or when they go off to college. I don't know. It does happily ever after doesn't start here. It's not going to start till we get to heaven, y'all. Happily ever after is going to happen, but not here. Happily ever after. So we are still in the middle of that story. That princess story where the fights and the wars and the setbacks and the meanness and all that kind of stuff, that's where we still are. Happily ever after is going to start in heaven. So we're going to keep on doing this thing. There's going to be another wall to repair. There's going to be another job to be done. There's going to be another person to reach. And as long as we're on this earth, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're going to get up and we're going to rebuild. All right? That's what we're going to do. That's what we want to do. We're not going to put our hands over our ears and not see the hear no evil, just close your eyes, just put our blinders on. These broken walls can represent a lot of things, but I believe that Todd told me to set a timer. Because last week, sorry, because <laughs> last week I speak apparently a lot slower in Spanish. <laughs> and so I was like, so if I'm talking too fast, it's because I realized I talked too slow last week. So, <laughs> but hey, anyway. <laughs> so I didn't realize I had my timer like that, though. <laughs> so, but um, I, I'm just very encouraged right now. And I believe that we are ready for a harvest. I believe that we are getting ready for the greatest work, at least that we've seen. I mean, I, I wanted to post this week and say, if you don't live in Odessa, I feel so sorry for you. Because so many good things have happened just this week. And I'm like, wow, I feel so sorry for everybody else, but I didn't want to make everybody jealous, so I didn't post that. And so, you know, we were talking, Hannah. Um, Hannah's mom is an intercessor, and so we got together this week, and, and she was um, sharing about a lot of things that have been spoken over this city that's negative. And... Um, so she was so encouraged to know that things were happening that's positive because she's been praying for years and knows that there is a mighty work to be done in this place. Even if people come for five years and move away, they can leave changed, right? Because they came into this city and they left different. This is a, a, a season that we're rebuilding. And yes, we've had some major setbacks and some major heartbreak and now we get to rebuild. Shaylee, you can come on up, and she may be already up here. Um, but I want us to, you can stand with me. And we're going to conclude in a time of prayer. I didn't mean to leave anybody out. I'm telling you, our worship team, man, every time, every week, I think, Wow, you know, Tyler is one of the first ones here, and Tony, like when we come for worship practice, and I just am so 
humbled and touched every single time. I'm like, man, we're not doing this thing alone. We're not. If we were, we would be really discouraged. And, and um, sometimes, sometimes you may feel like you're doing this alone, but we're not. We're with you. And you may be building right now, and we're with you. We are with you. Isn't that right? We're with you. Yeah. We've all had those seasons of setbacks and heartache. And when you have a sister or brother standing next to you on that wall, and you're, you've got your sword in one hand, and you've got your tool in the other hand, and then they're like, I don't know if I can keep doing it. And you say, yeah, you can. We can do this. Fight for your sister. Fight for your brother. You can do this. You can fight for your kids. Come on. Let's keep going. Oh, yeah, by the way, God's fighting this battle for you. <gasps> Isn't that exciting? This is not all on you. This is not all on you. We can do this thing together. And so I want us to conclude with a time of prayer this morning. And, you know, we all, every one of us can be part of this. Every one of us has a place in the kingdom. There's not a, there's not a caste system, quite honestly. There's not a higher and a lower. I mean, we're all next to each other in this thing together. We all have a work to do. But this morning, as we, as we conclude, I, I want us to pray. Lord, we just thank you so much for just your word and how much we learn just from being in your word. Lord, I, I am so thankful for this this fire, this passion that you have even just fanned in me over these last few weeks as I've been studying Nehemiah and been so encouraged and seeing such a, a, a great work, a great thing happening in our city. And Lord, I know, I know that great things are ahead. Lord, I pray that you would speak to each one of us where we are and let us just come to a place of surrender with you in this moment to do whatever it takes, whatever the cost. Open our eyes, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So this morning, as we, before we come forward, and if anybody wants to come forward to pray, we're going to have a time of prayer. But, you know, maybe... Maybe you're in the place right now that you feel like you're the one that's in shambles. Maybe you feel like you're the broken wall right now. And, you know, when they said there's just too much rubble, I just really can't rebuild right now. How are you supposed to rebuild with dust? You know, there's nothing left here. And maybe you feel like that's you. And this morning, I want you to know that the first thing that you can do when you're in that place is call out to the Lord. I mean, it's just that simple. I know it's, I'm not saying it's easy, but that is that simple. Romans 10 verse 13 says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone. You are in everyone. I'm in everyone. So if I call on the name of the Lord, I will be saved. And I do need to do that. Everyone that calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And know 
that in this church, and many of you have heard this over and over again, that we don't do life alone, that the moment that you say, I wanna follow you, Jesus, you are gonna have brothers and sisters in Christ that are gonna come link arms with you. And when you're not there, they're gonna send you a message or they're gonna call you. (laughs) Hey, anybody can join this, (laughs) y'all. And they're gonna say, and I want you to know this is what happened the other day. One of our sisters was, come on. One of our sisters was hurting. And she started saying, y'all, I've messed up too much. I just don't know if I can really do this. And the next thing you know, ladies were saying, I've been there. And they told them exactly, yeah, I was there. And one said, I'm kind of right there, actually. I'm barely, you know, I'm, I'm feeble right now myself. But we're here for you. I got you, right? I'm here for you. We're not going to let you do this alone. We're not going to let you be alone. We're going to walk this through with you. And maybe at this moment you're feeling like you're just not really where you need to be with the Lord. Or maybe you have a lot of brokenness in your life and you want to make things right with the Lord. Would you just raise your hand if that's you? Wow, what a powerful message. I pray that you are challenged and encouraged. Remember, if you'd like more information about us, just go to odessafirst.com. If you're ever in the Permian Basin, come and be my special guest in one of our services. God bless you.